0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tory Cruz show. I am so excited that you're here with us today. If you're wanting some extra motivation, inspiration, and action steps to back it up, you are in the right place, my friend. And if you haven't heard yet, my new book, Unexpected, is out into the world and available to purchase today on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thank you so much for your support, and I'm honored to have you a part of this amazing community of like-minded individuals who are leveling up your life and becoming the most unexpected version of yourself. Without further ado, let's jump into our next episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tori Cruz Show. We are in for a treat today. We have Jen Jones with us and I am so excited. She is a wife, she's a mama, she is a believer. She's a CEO and founder of Jen Jones Direct. She's a speaker and coach, all the amazing things. And I'll let her really tell you everything that is going on in her world. It is incredible. And um, all of you mamas out there who have a desire to have a career, um, to have a thriving marriage and a family, this is the podcast for you. So stay tuned and please welcome Jen Jones. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hi.
1: Thank you so much, Tori. I'm excited to be here. Um, (laughs) That's quite an intro. So we're (laughs) going to talk all the things. And it's so funny um, that you say um have a career and be a mama cuz that was um that was an unexpected curveball in my life if i'm being honest and i started out like very passionate about pursuing my dreams my purposes and i probably had a little bit of a um a fairy tale thought that it's like i'm going to you know get married have a kid or two, pers- do the career. It's all going to wrap up in a pretty little bow. And you know, I had the plan. I'm quite driven. I'm total visionary. I could see it. We're going to do it. And then, actually, I actually had my first child, and my first child actually took me out of the workforce for a little bit because she was um, had an unexpected birth diagnosis of Down syndrome, which was such a surprise to me. Um, and honestly. In full transparency, not pleasant. It was not a pleasant surprise to me. I know that's not everyone's story who has a child with a disability, um, but that's mine. <laughs> so I was, um, it was It was a little bit traumatic for me. Uh, it was so unexpected, so unknown. And I think because I am so planned and so driven and so see my future, and that was not a part of the, p- project, the picture that I had um, projected. That was not what I had signed up for in this life. And so after her birth, I actually took a step back from quite a bit for a season and went on to have a few more kids. I have four in total. And they're like, um, about every 18 months, (laughs) they're all like two years apart, yep. Yep. Um, So I think I shifted my efforts that I had always had towards like career and dreams and passions like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're building. We're going to build a little tribe. Um, And I really focused there, even though it was really challenging. A lot of identity stripping, a lot of, oh, my goodness, have I been hung out to dry in life? oh, wow. Is this really it? Wiping? I'm just wiping, wiping countertops, wiping noses, wiping butts. This is all, this is what I'm doing with my life. I have gifts. I have talents. I have a dream and this is it. But it, I, it really, uh, the Lord actually spoke to me very clearly. And I know that might sound like crazy, like what an audible voice. Eh, I mean, as audible as it gets for me, it was like really deep in my heart to where it's like, okay, I can't be making this up. Um, and, so it sounded like god and it was jen just just focus here in this season and everything you do in these four walls um what you put in these four walls the things that are going to come out of it it will be an abundance of what's happened here so focus here because your future is coming out of what you're doing here in establishing the foundation of these four walls with this tribe and honestly that played out to be true. It did not happen overnight. I stayed home and just was mom, um, probably for another four years after that. And then um and then things started to really roll. There was a um, I started writing and I self-published a book. And then out of the self-publishing of the book, I began to go and speak at places, which led me into a relationship um, with someone who became a coach to me, which then I became a coach and have built this big business of coaching and a career that's led to, um, as you and I were talking, masterminds and different ways of helping women. Um, For me, it's about helping women lead a significant life, which is not actually rooted in all the other things that you do, but it is more from who you are. And it is um, creating a life that you love on a foundation of faith, um, which started way back when, when I was having babies and the foundation that I was establishing there. So there it is. That's kind of the backstory to this. Like you can do it all bit
0: kind of, kind of in seasons. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so much in there that I want to uncover and unpack. So um, going back to when you said you had your daughter and I just want to say like my heart is when I read part of that with your, with your bio um, that your daughter has down syndrome, it just, it touched my heart. There's always been something that has been in my heart that God placed in me from as young as I can remember. I'll never forget when I was even, when I was in fifth grade, I used to, there were these two um, kids who were in wheelchairs, these two boys and in fifth grade, they always put them in my class because I loved pushing them out to their bus every single day. And I just like, from as young as I can remember, God put that in my heart to just like, i just gravitated, gravitated toward, towards um, kids with you know different disabilities and that sort of thing. In um, their families. And now the Special Olympics and things like that, I love volunteering with. So, all that to be said, I totally just like, I don't know, I just felt like I was instantly connected with you when I read that about your bio because my heart is just always with that. And um, I've seen the different like struggles and challenges that you've had to overcome with that. And I, I mean, you parents are your you're very tenacious. Like you just have this heart and this drive to like make things work and make their life the best it can possibly be. Um, and I've seen that in so many parents. And so I, I just, I want to talk a little bit about that with you if there's somebody listening. Um, I have some friends that have uh, children with Down syndrome and maybe they're going through a struggle right now. And it's not very common that you hear somebody on a podcast come on and just speak super vulnerably and honest about like, hey, what if they're going through a tough time and how can they just get through it? on the days that are maybe the most difficult?
1: Yeah, I think, um, first of all, thank you. The world needs more people like you that do actually um, see the good in it and have a heart for it. Um, I think that was probably one of my biggest struggles um, was in my mind, it was going to equal a life of rejection. Um, And maybe it's, you know, my age and the era, I had not been around kids. With disabilities in my classrooms, they were pushed off into another corner. I'm 48 years old, so in the 80s, that's not what was happening. There was no inclusion; was not the conversation. It was wasn't that they weren't cared for; it was just like cared for separately than the general population. So, you know, a big a big fear for me was a life of rejection and solitude. And i i I was committed to my child. I loved my baby, so that also meant rejection and solitude for me too. So it was sort of wrapping my mind, okay, like, well, that's going to be her story, so that just became mine. And I think that's a lie. I think that's the lie um, that the the, the opposite has been true. The opposite has been true. Now, it has required me um, being very afraid a lot and doing it anyway, right? Courage. It's required me doing that, modeling that for her. So now she's a teenager. Now she's, she's actually 18. She just turned 18 this last year. Now she does it, but that's because that's what's modeled to her. And the reality is I needed to take, her name's Addie. I needed to take Addie home from the hospital And treat her just like the child that I thought I was going to have which was a typical developing you know neurologically completely sound child and that that's that's not her genetic makeup but I took her home going okay I'm gonna love you I'm gonna treat you I'm gonna take you I'm gonna develop you. I'm gonna do all the things with you um like I would any child and let's see what you can do let's see what you can do let's actually test your abilities. Let's not focus on the disability. Let's lean into the abilities. And so that's what I would encourage any mom to do with any of their child. Yeah. But if you have a child with a disability, okay, true. It's not about denying those things. In fact, some of those things are what make them great. Those are some of the things that actually enable them to, to be better in other areas of their life because they can they overcompensate and they yeah. become stronger in other areas um to make up for some of the areas that they're weaker but the reality is leaning into the ability and and seeing what is possible and i have have experienced an unexpected amount of joy so i kind of knew the sorrow on the front end it was like oh whoa this is um but i also flip side is there's a ton of unexpected joy and truly Addie. Um, redefined what real living is for me, um, because so much of what we consider success or what we measure happiness on is really stripped from her. I mean, she's—we're talking college. There are some colleges with programs, but the reality, she's not going to go to Harvard Law and have some, you know, big accolade on the back of her desk someday. As she's—that's—that's that's not going to be her story. Um, that's success, but Addie is very successful. I couldn't get into Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really even want to, but I mean, you know, these are the things that like yeah. even more. Yeah. Right. So yeah. same, same. Um, So, so yeah, it's like the potential is actually unlimited in any human being and um, really helped what she did for me is help me recognize the intrinsic worth inside of each of us. And that if we would actually operate from a place of that sort of worth instead of for that worth,
0: we'd all be a lot
1: happier and honestly, probably more successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And One thing you said um, before telling that story in relation to that is you felt like you took a step back in a sense, but did you learn in that process of taking a step back that it actually was a step forward in the long run? Yeah.
1: I think because I I grew so much in um well I was forced to get really honest with myself. I was forced to um to have to sink my roots a little bit deeper because some things that I would have probably done would have been striving or even coping or you know, and there's a time for showing up like that. There is. And I've been in that season now for the last decade now, but in the, in that 10 years of really being a stay at home mom and not doing a lot of other feeling shelved, I should say, I felt a little bit shelved in other areas of, of life. It actually sunk my roots super deep. It built an incredible amount of character because there isn't a lot of applause. There isn't a lot of accolades. I wasn't Winning, so to speak. It didn't feel like it. There was no externals to demonstrate, like, wow, she is amazing. So I had to really um, dig deep and get really rooted myself in my identity, where that comes from, who I am, what I'm capable of, even though I wasn't operating in any of that. So honestly, then when, um, well, the deeper the roots, the bigger the tree. Amen. So when the fruit started to grow, it was in abundance. Mm-hmm. When it was time for me to sprout, it wasn't, des- it, it. I'm not going to say anything in life is easy, but I feel like I was actually like, oh, my character matched my assignment. So the tree could go big and I was able to stand
0: firm and not be shaken by it. Isn't that so crazy? I feel like God just has this, like he always has this massive plan for our life, of course, but it's like sometimes when we feel like we're getting thrown a curveball completely or like crap, we're taking a step back. And then he's like, Oh no, just wait till you see everything blossom because your life right now, if it wasn't for that, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, right. It's like you, your life wouldn't even look the same now of what is a beautiful family and career and all the things (laughs) that you're doing. And it's just, so I encourage anybody who's listening, who's maybe a mama out there or just any woman or individual in general, who's going through a challenging time and maybe just felt like you had a setback, just know that God is preparing you for something much greater in the future that you could have never seen before. And it's going to be completely unexpected. So just, I encourage you to stay the course, um, through this. And so Jen, you also said here that you help women create the life they love with a foundation of faith. So when did that really, that seed, when was that planted in your heart? Oh, I, um, so I, I wrote, I self-published this little book
1: back in 2013 and, um, it's really a bit of the life lessons from the first 10 years of Addie's life. Um, and some of the things that God showed me and revealed to me and taught me through her life that apply to all of us, not just like, not even just a mom, not even about special needs. One of the things that God spoke to me about Addie when I left the hospital with her was um, don't, go, don't go hide. Don't go put yourself in some little bubble. Don't, um, you don't decide where you belong, I do. I am God and you are not. And I'm gonna decide where you guys belong. And I want you to go walk out into the world and just shine bright of what I think matters. And what I find worthy, and I created Addie. she is worthy, go show the world that. So I learned a lot. That, so so the book applied to life. It's like the things that the Lord used Addie to teach me mm-hmm. um, that applied to life. So when I did that in 2013, it did something about writing a book suddenly makes you credible. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So I began... Hey, I just- I have this one right here. And I think you're marketing it because you said unexpected like 10 times. And that's- seems- Yes, <laughs> yes. So thank yes. you for the marketing. So yeah, I get it. Yes. And, and I pray that
1: opens up so many doors because honestly, for me, that was almost like the beginning of an unfolding of a lot of fruit that came and a mission, like the next mission um for for me in my life in helping women. And um, it was like a this this I was in like this little cocoon and here comes the butterfly. And the book almost was like some wings. It was like, okay, I'm getting this little book is um. It was very therapeutic for me. It was actually sort of fun for me. And of course I wanted to put it out there. I wouldn't have written it. I mean, I, yes, it was an accomplishment. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. I, I got it done. But then it was also like, I have, I want to share this with the world. And it was, I'm like these wings and I began to fly. And as I was flying, I even more so began to realize, wow, people really, women in particular, because that's just who I'm resonating with most, are always thinking there's something out there that's going to make them significant. There's something out there that's going to soothe their soul. There's something out there that's going to make them happy. And so we strive, Mm -hmm. we strive and we seek it and we will go down all kinds of crazy paths and we will do all sorts of things. I mean, we will put our bodies under extreme things too, because if we just have that body, then we'll be happy. Or we, attempt to achieve and accomplish and climb because if we just get that promotion then we'll be happy um honestly in our relationships we behave in ways that are actually not true to ourselves and we do things that we just are like okay that's toxic I shouldn't do it but if I get that guy or I or my family looks like this then I will be happy and I as I was traveling and speaking and sharing about the book I would hear the stories and it was like Oh yeah. Significance is not something that's out there. Significance is found in here, in, in um, rooted in the truth of God's word and what he says he is. And so that then put me on a mission to help women create a significant life, which was, is there a doing? Of course you're going to, it's, it's doing from a place of worth and value. So there is like contentment and joy, regardless of outcomes, regardless of outcomes. Outcomes happen because God is good and he desires that for his life and for our lives. And we're here. So we still have things that he wants us to do um, and we will do. But it's it's the posture from which we are doing. And when it's on a foundation of faith and knowing the truth about who you are, then your, your calling and what you end up pursuing in your dreams, there can be a little more joy in the journey. It's not perfect. It's not without heartache and difficulty. That's just life. But um, at least you're rooted and you don't, um, it's like that tree that's rooted. It it doesn't like fall over. It's, it's, it's rooted, it's anchored
0: and um, you can soar. Oh yes, absolutely. So you have courses, you have the conference books, all the things. And what is like one thing that, you know, somebody, if they're struggling to find that truth about them, it's like, yes, I know there's like, I know there's something in there that I just need like that, like dig up to find that extra joy, to find that truth within. What, what would you suggest for those women? Like, where do you even start with something like that? Mm, That's such a good question. I
1: think you start by stopping. I do think that's what some of that time for me was. I, I think it was gracious of God to interject in my life in that, in the way that he did And then I had to be obedient to like stop because it is in that stop. It is in the stillness, be still and know that I am God. And stillness is not quitting. It's not, you're so right. We can't like, we don't quit. We have to continue to contend, but it isn't not by my might, uh, not by my strength, not by my power, but by, by the spirit of the Lord's. And so, I do think if you're even questioning like, oh, or if you're feeling that angst inside of you, if there's um, attention, not like resistance, because we're gonna face obstacles, um, there's gonna be challenges, I'm all for that. But if there's just this, it's unsettled, it's kind of unsettled inside, you need to stop for a second. Now your stop may not be for as long as mine and I'm a piece of work, so I took a little bit of time. <laughs> but, but be still and know that he is God. I think that is really like, and if you can just stop for a second, then you will hear the voice of the Lord with a next step. And that's, I think that step is often um, connecting to someone. Mm-hmm. You got to connect to someone. Um, and, you know, maybe it's, maybe maybe it's reading Tori's book, right? I mean, maybe like it's truly like, he, he led me to books. There were some books that I read that were like, oh, that was my next step. That's, and then that book would lead to another next step. Um, often it is joining some kind of a community. There is so, yes, I have the significant life group. I know you have a mastermind. There's so many um, communities, but that is probably it. We were not meant to do this alone. Like that Genesis talks about it over and over. We are not intended to do it alone. So if you will stop. For a second, to hear the voice of the Lord and allow Him to give you a next step, He will, and it may be as simple as reading a book or joining a group. But the truth is, those are both very powerful things, and then you'll get the next step from there. I think that's part of the problem: is we want it all laid out,
0: okay? Yeah. But then
1: what's going to come after that? But then what's going to come? After that? My encouragement to you is just one step at a time because you are being prepared you are being prepared and you are getting a foundation that is rooted so deep and the tree will grow
0: and it will get to grow bigger because your roots are anchored even deeper yes yeah that's so so good and it reminds me of just like women trying to find their purpose all the time you know like when you just said like you just keep going and going and going and, and it's like when I work with a lot of women the number one thing is like I don't know my purpose. And that's when, when I'm talking to you about like that transition from being a mom to going in your career and finding like this fulfillment and joy, I just like, I want to piggyback off that and just say like, if you're trying to find your purpose right now, especially as as women directly, I know mostly women watch this show. So, you know, if you're trying to find your purpose, it's just like, keep putting one foot in front of another, just like Jen said, because like you find your purpose and, and Jen, I would like for you to kind of take it from here too, but like would you say you find your purpose the most just by taking those steps? And then God just kind of goes, all right, turn left to your, go right here, go straight here. And then it's like, by taking those action steps, you're going to find your way. But when you get too forceful and like, okay, this is where I'm going. And you like kind of get God out of the picture, then that's when it's like you get so stressed and anxious and and you're not going on the right path. What, is that what you, is that what you're kind of saying with like taking a moment and yeah. I think, yep. I think
1: the reason you need to take a moment and stop for a second is because so much of our purpose is connected to our pain. And I know that is not the fun answer, <laughs> but we often are trying to cope and medicate and escape our pain. So we are just wandering and like, but I got to find my purpose, but I got to find my purpose. And part of you even to trying to do that is to escape your pain and your purpose will nine times out of 10, your purpose is going to come out of your pain. Mine yeah. did. Minded. Yeah. I, I have all of this. My whole brand, if you will, is around significance. And so much of my own story, even before my child, but then even having the birth of my first child, I was like, oh my goodness, are we now going to live a very insignificant life?
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to be
1: rejected. We're going to be isolated. We're going to be alone. We're going to be pushed off in a corner like those kids at my elementary school. Insignificant ironically everything all of my conferences my my groups significant i have a podcast leading a significant life because oh. it came from my pain and god rewrites your story but if you don't stop in the stillness be still and know that he is God. It's pretty hard for him to be able to get a little handle on your story because you're running, you're running and you're running and you're running all in the pursuit of purpose. And so that is why it's important to stop for a second and actually feel for a moment and identify. And again, that's why I'm saying it's it's not passive. It's actually very active. I journaled a lot by asked a lot of questions. I read books. It was a, it's a seeking, it's a pursuit. It's just a pursuit of, um, it is a pursuit of purpose, but it's just where it's founded and where it's rooted. And some of it is from deep within your own soul and connected to your creator who made you that way and has led your life up into this point. And so, um, and then, and then, taking a step, not staying there, not just sitting like, oh, this is the pain. It's not sitting in the pain. That's not God's plan for any of us either. It's then taking what was intended to be very evil and to destroy you, but turning around and using it for the greater good, yours and everyone you, you, you meet. And so that's why you have to then take the next step. And then you keep walking. And the next thing, you know, you turn around and you're like, this is living. Look at what I'm doing. Look at who I've impacted. Look at how fulfilling this is.
0: Yeah. Wow. So I know one of the things that you're an expert in is identifying core values for women. And so where, where did you start and where was that aha moment for you? Where it's like, these are my core values and these are what I'm going to stick to. And this is how I'm going to champion women to find theirs as well. Yeah.
1: Um, I, a lot of it is, well, I mean, you start with what are the things that really make me pound the table? Mm -hmm. And when I say make me pound the table, what is, um, what am I so passionate about? Or what do I see as just a constant in my life? Or what feelings have come out of my pain? So for example, one of ours is, um, is growth. Now, had you asked me, as a kid, I probably would have said like, success, Win-, like winner, like number one, that is a core value. I will be the most excellent because those are, yeah, I mean, that was, that's the 16-year-old me. Um, but sometimes in life, core values will come out of a little bit of maturity and a little bit of life. And so why growth is one is because we believe um, stretching and becoming who God created us to be. And that came out a result of Addie's life.
0: Yeah
1: and going like, oh, growth matters. Growth matters that we just continue to stretch. I value growth. I don't value perfection. I don't, va- I actually think excellence matters but it isn't my highest value anymore. My, my highest value is growth that we would continue to become. Yes. So some of it's gonna come out of scenarios in your life. When I say like what makes me, like the things that make me pound the table, people. People are is one of my core values because I believe my life is made better when people, when other people win. I am really passionate about people. I will go to the wall for people, not all people. That's another topic, but, but <laughs> the people. So it's like, I will pound the table. I will stand up. I will rise to see somebody win. Um, I will fight for people. So that's what I mean when it's like, what makes you pound the table? Um, so I do have a whole guide. Cause there's like eight different, like um, questions that you can kind of ask yourself and process. Um, but those, those are usually the starters, like, okay, what has happened in your life? That's brought up about like something, whether that's resilience or growth or whatever, that's, like, oh, that's a value. And then what are you so passionate about? Like that makes you pound the table and you see that theme throughout your entire life. And you're like, oh, it's people. I value people. So those are just two, we have eight, um, you know, you can come up with as many or as few as you, as you want. That is where it's dynamic. Um, but yeah, I do have a guide on, on how to create those values. Where can people find that guide? Jen Jones Direct. Everything right now is pretty much like there's little tabs all over my site. JenJonesDirect.com is the best place um, to find
0: all of the resources and courses. And that is actually a free download. Awesome. Yeah, Everybody go get that because that, I mean, <laughs> core values is one thing that you know, even through, through the personal development journey that you don't like when you're, when you're younger, like when you're, your 16 year old self, I mean that you didn't even really think of core values, right. And then okay. as, as you grow and you develop and, and mature and just start taking on different aspects of your life, I think what's really important, what you mentioned, Jen, in a different way is that your core values might change throughout your life from, from winning to excellence to now growth, um, which I love growth. Oh my gosh. Like phenomenal core value I love that Um, because we're always growing and becoming and I like how you said becoming uh, especially instead of building because I think when you build you just keep piling on on top of one another but when you're becoming you're going through the process to actually become that person and going through the waves of the ups and downs and embracing that that obstacle sometimes um, to get to who you're meant to be so I loved I loved how you said that and really emphasize on that becoming aspect. Um, yeah. So, so something that comes to mind. This is kind of taking a little turn here, but something that comes to mind is that you're a career woman, you're a wife, you're a mama, you're all the things. You plan events. Um, you're a certified health coach. You're you have a massive community of people. How in the world do you manage your time? Oh,
1: oh, you're girl. It is a. It is. It's it's dynamic and ongoing, and it evolves as well. Yes. Uh, and I do think giving myself permission for to do that has been helpful. So I just want everyone to that is listening to hear it's it's going to ebb and flow. Structure is key, but what that structure looks like shifts through the seasons. The structure that I have for my business now is different than when I just began it because it's like exponentially bigger. So it requires a little more time and um, requires a lot, a, a little more... professionalism that I I just started and I could kind of do it in the nooks and crannies and I was making phone calls in my car. I mean, that is, that's, that's exhilarating. And it was the building phase and it was the beginning, but now it's like, whoa, I, I am a CEO. Mm -hmm. This is not a hobby. I'm a CEO. And so how I structure my time for that looks different now than it did then. My kids are teenagers now. When I started, they were toddlers. And so how I structure my time, I need to be, I have found myself to be even more present with teenagers because they're really paying attention. And not that the toddlers aren't, but um, my kids need my mental energy more than just my physical. You know, toddlers, it's a lot of physical. Now they need my they need my mind and my emotions. So I structure my time different now. So how do I... Um, how do I do that? I give myself permission for it to change about every three months. I take it in the seasons. I literally take it in the seasons of the year. And so right now, um, it happens to be summer. My kids are home. And I, I'm setting my time way earlier than I've had to historically. But I'm also not getting kids off to school. They're sleeping in. And I'm, I'm up. And I'm making things happen before they get up. So that I've had like a pretty significant work day and gotten a lot done so that when they are up and going, I can be more present and we live in San Diego. So it's like, sure, we can go to the beach. Um, and then I'm also making days that it's like, you're on your own. And if you're bored, I'm sorry, you're going to be bored. It's good for you to be bored. You're going to have to figure <laughs> it out. Right. But it's the season of parenting I'm in. Also, I have a driver. I have So I, I structure is key. Um but being okay with that structure structure shifting through the seasons and um, allowing myself um, some flexibility days,
0: but then some key focus days. And then honestly, a few free days. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Because, you know, like you said, your kids do need you to be present too. You know, there's nothing I would say there's maybe worse, but like for lack of a better word, nothing worse than when a parent is not like giving their kid any attention and they're just focused on this over here. And so I admire you a lot for that as a woman. I don't have kids, but some, I ask every, every mama who comes on my show, who's married and has kids and has a career. I'm like, how in the world do you do it? Do you do it? You know? So I'm just taking notes all the time over here when I, when I'm interviewing you guys, because someday I'll have to manage that. And then I'm going to be calling you guys and be like, yes, do you do this? Yes. It requires just,
1: just like you're intentional and other, you know, in your health or in your, um, you know, in in any relationship, it just I think that you have to look at your schedule. I have to look at my schedule and get real intentional, and then I have to stick to it. Um, it's again, there's sometimes unexpected curveballs, and I have to give grace for that and grow, grow through those moments. Um, but truthfully, telling, uh, allowing myself to think in such a way that it is dynamic, and that what got me to where I'm at is not going to get me to where we're going, and um, everybody's growing here. It's a value, so we're all growing. Business is growing. Kids are growing. Marriage is growing. All things are growing. So that also means we have to shift and flow and create a new rhythm um, for growth, and then from the growth. Yeah. So, but we sometimes think like, oh, but this is how to do it, and it's like, yeah, that was how to do it last year. Yes. Now this year, let's reestablish what this foundation looks like, and and move from there. I do think that that's why it's so important to have values. Um, because they are like your, um, udder or rudder, not an udder, an udder would be the cow things. It's like your rudder on a ship where it steers you. And so there's things that I can say no to, and I don't feel obligated to. Um, I don't operate under those demands because it doesn't line up with our values. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. And then that helps declutter my schedule a bit so that I can fulfill the things that I truly am called to in my home in my relationships, in my,
0: in my, you know, with my family and in my career. Yeah. Now, do you and your husband, um, do, are you both certified health coaches? Is it your guys' business or are you champion this sucker all by yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's an ongoing conversation. Um, I did build it on my own. He actually was a pastor. And part of, uh, part of the purpose of my business was um, to provide for uh, for the mission of the church that we were planting um, in the urban core of our city. And so I did this completely. I, I built a business on my own and kind of juggled the kids. And I did serve uh, alongside of him at the church. I love I love the local church and I enjoyed like it was it's passion passion project for me. Um, and I did that up until 2019 and he resigned from that in 2019. And then of course, unbeknownst to us there was going to be a big pause in everybody's life and so that put him at a standstill um but what's beautiful is about like having your life on a foundation of faith and having your like significance and your identity rooted more in what is true according to the word of God is um that was pretty challenging for both of us because it was like oh my goodness what are you going to do but he just picked up what was in his hands That's what he, and, and he didn't need to find something out there to make him feel great. So he, he has come alongside and served in my business in his strengths and things that he can offer in this season, but we don't, I don't know how long that's going to last because it was never his like primary. Um, He's been a huge asset. He's an incredible leader and he's great at um, building people. And so it's been wonderful, but I hold that loosely.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> in a season. Well, so we'll see. Right. No, I mean, I think it's awesome too. It's like, it, and that's where it comes in with like finding su- supportive spouses where it's so important to like, Hey, if you're in, in, you know, coming in my business for like a couple years. Awesome. Like maybe that's a, the season of life that it's in, then pop back out and then you go live your purpose too. You know? So, um, I think that's, I, I admire that about you is that, you know, you can bring in your spouse and you it, you can work together and then have your family and life and all of that. And then it's like, all right, cool. Where you hold it loosely um, and know that like God has a purpose for him too. And in your understanding of that, like that's a really cool dynamic um, that I admire in you. So that's, you. that's pretty yeah, amazing. Thank you. Thank um, you. Are you guys, have you always lived in San
1: Diego? I'm from San Diego. I yes. left when I was 19. And I lived in Arizona for a little bit, and my husband's from the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and so we when we met, he was up there and I was not. But I did move up there for a season, and we were there and we first got married. And essentially, we're both pretty hardcore Californians. We worked our way down the coast. We went from our first couple of years of marriage in San Francisco, then to LA for a season, Orange County, which is right like an hour from that, yeah. and then we ended back in San Diego. Um, I think it's probably been. Well, it's
0: been almost like 17 years now. So it is home for me for sure. Yeah. The only reason why I ask, and this is a little bit, you know, selfish question asking right now, because I desire to live in San Diego, but there's gotta be somebody else listening to this podcast right now. that's like, I want to live in California, but how the heck do we afford to live in California? Do you just have to make more money? Is that, is that the kicker?
1: Um it's funny cuz yeah I've lived here most of my life. I do think that there is a um it, it's normal it's normal. It's so sad yeah. that it's like that is normal. Like a neighborhood home is a million dollars and you're like, "Oh, that's pretty good." I wonder if they'll get the asking on that. <laughs> it's yeah. a little sick. It's a little sick. Um yeah, I mean you do, the the incomes here are are definitely um different. I do think that yeah, a lot of times we lived on a single income for a long time. We were rid- ridiculously budgeted and um it wasn't always fun. But I do think that where you are pre- positioned, I, I think in some of pursuing and finding your purpose and going where you're supposed to go, you will be provided for. That doesn't mean you don't have to work like I picked I started a business so that we could stay um, and, and pursued something. But then there, there was, there was favor on that as well, because I was following the path that was for me and that I was supposed to be on. So following your path. And I also am a big believer, if, if it's in your heart to do it, then it's probably going to be at some point. And I also believe you should live where you feel compelled to live. So my guess is you'll end up in san diego at some point i just don't know when. but i welcome you here because it is as lovely as everyone thinks like i always try to think of other places that would be more affordable to live and i'm always like yeah but i don't want to live
0: there i've been there
1: I visited, it's great i don't mind staying there for a three-day weekend and i always look forward to being back home
0: yes no it's so true i i lived in los angeles for a little while um and did some sports reporting and modeling industry and at that time in my life um I don't, I think it was more like just going out there for a little bit of a season and then going back, but you know, living in Arizona now, it's, I always have that pull back there. Right. And like what you said is no matter if it's the ocean, whether it's somewhere else, so maybe you've lived in your hometown for your whole life, but you're like, Oh my gosh, I have this desire to go somewhere else. My boyfriend and I were just talking about it too. Like there's so much to be said about like, if you have that calling in your heart to go somewhere, to experience something you can always go back, right? (laughs) You can always go
1: back. Oh, I totally,
0: like, I think that I did not always think that way, but
1: growth has taught me that. It's like, okay, what if it was a big swing and a miss? I don't know that when you are rooted in faith that you can like, I believe you're going to fail. I mean, that's just part of life. We will fail, but I don't know if you're going to totally miss it. There's always something to learn from in those experiences, but I have become, I mean, even with more to lose, at 48 and a full family and all of the things that we've accumulated along the way. And I'm not just talking like material, but just, I have a lot to lose. And I feel more and more free to, I don't know, let's see. What if, what if it's horrible, but what if it's great? And you're right. You can can always go back to
0: Arizona. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I am, I just like, love our conversation. I told you guys, you were in for a treat with Jen today. So many different things from, from family to children, to career, to even San Diego. I couldn't leave this conversation without talking about San Diego. So, but Jen, I just, I really appreciate you coming on today. Do you have a date set for your next, um, significance conference by chance?
1: It's looking spring. It, well, there was one scheduled for October and we put a pause on it, um, because I was being obedient to some other bigger picture things. so it's looking spring um
0: May 2023. Awesome. So where can people just like keep up with you? is it your website Instagram provide all the Instagram? Of I, I mean I I'm I'm pretty posty over there on Instagram. I have
1: <laughs> a lot of fun over there. so Jen Jones times four and then but my um my website is very up to date. I'm I'm very current. I share there often um, so you can always find the latest over at jenjonesdirect.com.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been so much fun having you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we were trying to do it a few times and life happened. So I'm just so happy that we made it work and um, always supporting you from afar, girl. And hopefully we'll be seeing you soon in San Diego or Arizona. Yeah. And I'm going to grab your book. I'm excited to read that because uh, unexpected. We have that in common. I'm all for that. <laughs> I know. When I was reading your book, I'm like, you know the name of my book by chance, but don't worry okay. about it. I got you, girl. Just, just, just coming your way in San Diego. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, my friends, thank you for listening. That is a wrap for today on the Tori Cruz show. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with your friends, share on social media, tag me at Miss Tori Cruz. And I want to leave you with one last thought. God did not give you this day because you needed it. He gave you this day because somebody needs you. So go spread your love, go spread your light and positivity into this world today and be the unexpected.